Welcome back to the Tasty Morsels of Critical Care podcast. This is number 32 and today we're going to talk um, mainly about O's Manual chapter 96 covering critical care and nutrition. So this is something that we all know and love deeply for examinations and then we immediately outsource it to our dietitians the moment we get the chance. So perhaps the first take-home figure from this is 25 kilocalories per kilogram per day. This has been around as recommended energy intake since sometime in the late 1990s. And like most nutritional things, it's not exactly stellar in its support from the literature. And there has been a recent trend in trials towards hypocaloric feeding that have hinted towards benefit at feeding to a lower target, with purported mechanisms here including that higher targets suppress autophagy, which is an important part of killing nasty organisms and bugs. The lower target has not panned out as yet, but it is worth pointing out that we rarely actually get um, to that 25 kilocalorie per kilogram per day that we aim for, so we are probably inadvertently underfeeding people at baseline. On the other side of the coin, it's kind of clear that if we have prolonged periods of not meeting the target, then patients clearly do worse. So we could, of course, measure the energy requirements that the patient needs instead of a blanket recommendation for all, and there are a variety of methods for doing this. So O describes indirect calorimetry as, uh, quote, a rather burdensome gold standard, close quotes, and it seems that all the units I've worked in have taken this on board and simply not bothered with getting the metabolic cart needed for doing it. This device, when connected to the ventilator, allows measurement of O2 consumption and CO2 production and can actually calculate energy expenditure from this. The other options for estimating energy expenditure include a bunch of equations of which the Penn State formula is is recommended as the best of a bad bunch. And finally, you can calculate um, energy expenditure using the reverse FIC method, which needs a PA catheter to measure O2 consumption. I mention these only as useful options for a candidate to scribble down in an answer to a question rather than actually perform these in real life. So, as a good book says, man shall not live by kilocalories alone, so we need to consider what else the patient needs nutritionally. And first off on the list is protein. For normal people walking around their everyday business, not attached to an infusion of noradrenaline or a ventilator, um, then the daily protein intake is probably around 0.8 grams per kg per day. In the critically ill, this gets bumped up to at least 1.2 grams per kg per day, or even as high as 2 grams per kg per day in some of the super catabolic patients, such as major burns. For bonus points, remember that patients uh, require all the micronutrients such as vitamins, thiamine and elements that come as part of a healthy diet and most enteral formulations will contain these and it's really in those on parenteral nutrition that you need to stress a little bit more about it. When calculating the energy intake, we do need to consider all of the sources of energy intake. And energy is not just um, glucose that's in the feed, but will also include the protein that we give um, and also some of the infusions we use. So, for example, the fats in the propofol infusion, which comes in at a tasty one kilocalorie per mil, and the glucose in the 5% dextrose that we might be given to correct any hypernatremia. So the references for this would be O's Manual Chapter 96 and in particular deranged physiology. There's a lovely section on the theoretical maximum and minimum amounts of each class needed, including some lovely stuff on Inuits and zero-carb diets for those who are interested. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again next time. Mm-hmm.